In the few verses that we read a few moments ago, Paul provides a challenge to both Timothy and to the church. To Timothy, he says, I warn you to keep these instructions without prejudice, doing nothing on the basis of partiality. Do not ordain anyone hastily. Do not participate in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. This speaks not only to actions, but to motives as well. Keep yourself pure. And while I am tempted to camp here for a while, there is so much that we need to cover and so little time to cover it that I feel the necessity of pressing on. Paul also speaks here to Timothy regarding the practical matters of paying preachers. At least it's practical to preachers. But as you are aware, at the conclusion of our worship service this morning, we will prayerfully consider and hopefully adopt our church budget for 2024. With that thought in mind, I hope you will not feel cheated if this morning's sermon is shorter than usual. I take it by your chuckles that you will not. <clears throat> and while I try to get over that, <clears throat> we'll, we'll press on. Well, today's scripture reading does not address our budget specifically. Paul's message is one that we ought to consider this morning. These are wise words of counsel, certainly for this young preacher, Timothy, but also by extension through the scripture for the rest of us as well. Several times in his letters to Timothy, he has addressed the matter of money, saying at one point that the love of money is the root of all evil. No doubt, money is a powerful influence. It is said that money talks. To me, it usually says goodbye. <laughs> but listen again to Paul's challenge to Timothy regarding the responsibility of the church to its leaders on this budget adoption day. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says you shall not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain, and the laborer deserves to be paid. Here he is talking about paying those whose gifts and efforts 
make what we do as a church possible. While the illustration of an ox treading grain may not speak to us as clearly as it did in ancient times, by referring to this, Paul is saying this ox lives by what it produces. And in that principle, it carries over to those who are leading churches. They live by those they serve and what they produce in the way of spiritual growth. The largest part of our annual budget is dedicated to the salaries of our people. In addition to the two full-time people, that is Pastor Kristen and our pastor-to-be, whom we will pay a full-time, to whom both people, we pay full-time salaries and provide benefits. We also employ several part-time people for whom we do not provide benefits. These are, of course, Adam and Kathy and other musicians. Three part-timers work in our office providing administrative, financial, and ministry assistance to our full-time ministers. Others work to keep our facilities clean, set up tables and chairs for meetings and fellowship, help with communication needs within the church, and tenderly care for our babies while we worship. Our personnel committee monitors the financial needs of these people and the Stewardship Committee keeps watch over the financial needs of the church, keeping in mind Paul's instruction that laborers deserve to be paid. He does not say specifically, but he does so by implication that they deserve to be paid fairly. I would even add that they deserve to be paid generously because after all, we have received the generosity from the Lord and we value what these people do and we love them. Although personnel costs represent the largest percentage of our budget, we cannot neglect to mention that when we place our offering in the plates, we support a whole variety of missions here at home through our local church and through other agencies with whom we partner and around the world in connection with the BGAV and other groups. One of these partners through whom and with whom the Baptist General Association of Virginia works is what we heard this morning from Lauren. Virginia Baptists are supporting work in Lebanon 
to strengthen the witness of the church in the Arab world through inclusive education, community development, and church discipleship. As you heard, one in three people in Lebanon is a refugee. And the Lebanese economy has been crippled by conflict, corruption, and natural disasters. Yet Christian congregations are doing their part, opening their hearts and their financial resources to provide for people beyond themselves. They have established a school system for children who are otherwise left to language in refugee camps. And Virginia Baptists have contributed generously to this effort. When you give to our church, a portion of your offering is sent to the Baptist General Association of Virginia to support work here at home, paying the salaries of people like Skip Wallace, providing mission opportunities and evangelism efforts, and also to support work in Lebanon and Ukraine and in the most recent conflict in, Isra in Israel. To find out how you may give directly to these needs, visit bgav.org and you can navigate to a place to give. All this is to say that you can be sure that your offerings are used with great care and for great causes. As a pastor, whenever I was approving money to be spent for something, I would put myself in the pew, holding my offering, ready to drop it in the offering plate. And I would ask myself, if I knew my offering was going to be spent for this item, whatever it was, would I turn loose of it? And if not, I couldn't approve spending money for that. We do value your offerings and your generosity and we take great care with that. This week, you will be asked to prayerfully consider what the Lord would have to be your part in supporting our 2024 budget. We are all needed in this endeavor, and all have been blessed. As we have been blessed, so let us give. Next Sunday, we will bring our pledges and give those to the Lord through the church.
These pledges are not promissory notes. You will not be held accountable for what you give or don't give. And you may alter your pledge at any time. But they help our stewardship committee immeasurably in its own planning to know what kinds of offerings we will receive. That in mind, let us take some moments in silence, in prayer, to see what the Lord might be saying to us about our own generosity. 